We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. We are live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. I am your host, Chris Kirkwood, screen name Kirk Dees, here with my regular colleagues, uh, Killer B2482, Brett Hartfield, and then uh, Tyler Tambaline, uh, Toe Tag, and Tambo. We're back for week nine. I had the worst freaking week of the season last last week for me. Let um, it out. Let it out. Uh, but anyways, uh, I'm glad I know Brett did well here. I'll... Uh, how tambo did but uh yeah so how are you guys doing good man i you know you had the week last week uh feels like everything that i'm touching is uh going well over here so i think i think i'm gonna just pass the baton off to tambo uh this next week nice. so he can start crushing um no it was a good week i mean i i had a lot of like just pivots and normally pivots are kind of like you know lower projected guys that you're just getting off a of chalk right and uh, you're doing it because you're not projecting very well, whether that be in cash or tournaments. And most of my pivots, uh, I mean, there was like plus 40 pivots out there, plus 60 point pivots that I made. Um, so I went from being like what I thought was going to be a bottom third result to like like a top 10% uh, percent, uh, result in quite a few spots, uh, you know, pretty pretty heavy on Mahomes too. So that was good, but. I mean, uh, the DJ Dallas, the 
going up from Jimmy G to Russ and getting on to DK over Lockett was kind of like the key for me in the, the three o'clock uh, windows. So, uh, Tambo, Tambo, uh, how'd you end up this past week? Yeah, man, pass that baton. That'd be perfect because it was this, it was a, a lot of good calls, but just didn't come together. And the the biggest issue last week was if you didn't have enough Dalvin Cook, then you were in a lot of trouble, right? That was a, the highest highest scoring player on the slate. You needed him. I had a you know a bunch of lineups with Mahomes. I was all over uh, Russ with DK, and I said it all week, you know, DK over Lockett. It's going to go back to him. It's going to swing back. So. Lots of great lineups that, you know, I'm used to golf and looking for six out of six lineups. I said last week was a lot of eight out of nine lineups or seven out of nine lineups. We were just missing that key piece. Unfortunately, that piece was worth, you know, 55 DK points or whatever it was that he put up. So uh, quite the week overall, but uh, not exactly what I was looking for. And now we get to go into another one. So week nine is the lucky week coming up. Yeah, baby. Yeah, I mean, those those I, two weeks were, I'm sorry, uh, those two weeks were so different, though. I mean, last week, it was just very low-scoring week, whereas the week before, it's like all chalk hits, and it's just, you know, 210 in your caching, right, or what whatever the yeah. uh, the window was, is like 192. This week, it was like a very, like, 140-ish, 150-ish in your caching in tournaments, so interesting dynamic between back-to-back weeks. Yeah, I made a lot of mistakes. I started off the day with a uh, a nice um, upload error, basically. Well, not re- I, I had all my groups disabled, and I didn't realize it when I, That's when right. I did, did my yeah, last cr- I did my last uh, crunch of lineups, and uh, um, so I, I right off the bat when Michael Hardman had the touchdown, I was like, sweet, I know I got a bunch of him. Let me check and like look at the lineups and like, and then all of a sudden it's coming back with Jeff Smith. And I'm like, what the hell? I didn't have Jeff Smith in my groups. And like, and then, um, then I realized, so I, I realized what happened. So I was like, ah, oh, this, this, every, all my settings were just eliminated. So that was a disaster. And then I just, I'm just the fish who had Jimmy G everywhere. I got a little too confident in Jimmy G. However, I have found the world's greatest uh, gambling um, technique. Um, we have a guy in one of my uh, chats that is the all time biggest mush. His name is Luke Gowans, his vert. Uh, uh, and uh, he is priceless. So basically we have harnessed the, the, the powers of this guy to just pick loser after loser and just go, go the opposite so side. I, I've been driving to New Hampshire and hammering games <laughs> opposite of what he says. And it, it is, it, we are raking. So we, my buddy, uh, Jared, um, uh, at the one three, two, four on Twitter. Uh, he keeps an eye on him, sends him pizza to make sure everything he's eating. Well, you know, whatever he needs, we, we keep this guy well fed. Uh, you can certainly afford to keep him well fed. No, we, we, we've got eyes on him at all times. Now at this point, this guy is too powerful. Um, so, uh, that's been great. Um, but we are here for uh, week nine, 11 games, COVID popping up everywhere. I mean, what a game that was the other night with uh, San Fran uh, Green Bay last night. Um, I mean, just it's just getting crazy now. It's, it seems like every every second somebody's uh, testing positive. Um, mm-hmm. Election's been crazy. I haven't slept much because of that. But um, we've got uh, eleven games, like I said. So right off the bat, there's the we got you know after coming off a uh, monster game last week uh, that Brett rode to the promised land, at least on Yahoo, I saw uh, Patrick Mahomes 
played naked Mahomes, I might add it too, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, certainly worked <laughs> out for you. Uh, that game has the biggest total um, against uh, Carolina. There's going to be narratives that, you know, Carolina is bad against the run, but pretty good against the pass. There's going to be that. So maybe some people, you know, go away from him. But also it is right. You know, everybody tends to, to do what worked the week before. Um, so, you know, Mahomes is certainly going to get some some ownership. Then there's the the Bills-Seattle game. I mean, any game with Seattle, just the way that that offense is operating at such a high level, putting up so many points. There's just the opposing teams are running so many plays, being forced to pass because of the, pass, uh, the run pass funnel defense because they're good against the rush, you know. I think they're number six DVOA against the the run, but they're they're a good run defense. Jamal Adams back, um, fifty five point total. That game's going up. So, I mean, you know, you already you guys know who I'm going to like already um, in that game. Um, then we've got uh, what could be a sneaky shootout, kind of sneaky, not really that sneaky, but uh, Raiders Chargers, I think certainly a 52 point total, but I think that one could absolutely go off. We've got Kyler on the slate um, with uh, no longer uh, Kenyon Drake in the mix. So, um, you know, he's, it's Kyler and uh, Chase Edmonds who's electric with uh, also he's a, he's a better pass catching back. So that offense might just start humming. Um, and uh, what else we got? We've got, uh, oh, Deshaun Watson and the uh, Texans, seven-point favorites against the Jags, who are just uh, terrible on defense, 50-point um, total there. We've got Dalvin Cook again with the Vikings at home to what should be Matthew Stafford playing. Um, uh, you know, it's a seesaw back and forth all week, but I think at this point we're trending towards him playing. Um, so that game's 51.5-point total. And then we've got some some other games with uh, plays all around that I'm not even going to mention at this point. Um, but uh, how's the slate looking to you guys? First first uh, glance. Yeah, I mean it's a it's an interesting slate in general. Like um, I know we get you know two elite players coming back in the mix. Uh, Michael Thomas not on the main slate here, um, but he's in the main slate for like a site like Yahoo. And then you have Christian McCaffrey. So. Um, trying to figure out uh, if they take away uh, from other people's usage, it seems like that would be the case. I mean, we've we've been kind of just plug and playing uh, Kamara with like his ridiculous 25% plus target share on the year, but you'd think like that would have to go down with Thomas back in. And then uh, C-Mac, like what does he take away from the offense in general? Um, obviously a really tough pass defense with Kansas City anyway. Um, so it's going to be tough for bringbacks if you do go with that KC chalk, but uh, plenty of spots. I think I think you can definitely avoid um, chalky spots. Um, my my favorite <clears throat> uh, my favorite spot right now is going to be just like the really. That's interesting. It's a good one. <laughs> uh, I think we lost Brett there, so yeah. So uh, to be continued there. Um, but uh, Tambo, how's it looking to you? I'm assuming he'll come back and talk in a second. But if not, he'll, he maybe he knows now. We'll go with me. But I, I like this slate, man. I, I like when we've got more totals in that 47 to 50 point range. The ownership gets a little bit more dispersed. Not necessarily like last week. The big thing too was weather. Whether you agree with it or not, the idea of it being in the mix just made it so that you sort of everybody piles onto this one game and you know maybe for good reason but it didn't actually really pan out that way and if you had a a bunch of those Herbert stacks in the afternoon with the Chargers game there you were 
doing okay. So I, I look at his slate. He's like, good. Oh, he's freaking so good. good. We're definitely going to talk about him on this slate. Yeah. Uh, it's been incredible. His worst game so far is like 20 DK points, and he has one over 40. The other four are at like 24 to 27. He's just putting up points, and he looks good. His arm looks good. I, I mean, this is off topic, but I talked about it a little bit at the start of the season, you know, since I've seen him show up. It just seems like with the team that he's got, and they're really banged up. If you look at the Chargers, the injuries all around where their team is at, he's got an, a pretty big future here on a, on a good squad and a weaker division. I think he's going to have a big upside in the future too. So if you're into the sports cards and collecting and gambling, oh, I would here we go. Get, get it on his cards because while Burrow's the number one pick and maybe the, even could be still the rookie of the year, I don't see him as the upside in the division he's stuck in versus a guy like, uh, like our guy here that we're talking about, Herbert he could have some big upside going into next season. And who knows what he does this season, this week. So I like him. I'm going to have to tell my, my boy, uh, Bobby Gomes, the original, the first millionaire maker winner um, DraftKings, uh, about the, to get on board with the Justin Herbert cards. I know he's uh, big into those open box showings. He, uh, those card breaks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He loves those. Chop loves those. Chop, head chopper loves those too. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it brings me back to when I was a kid with those, uh, just like opening up a pack of cards. There's like my, something. Uh, eight, 89 Ken Griffey Jr. rookies. Uh, the yeah, upper deck nice. ones? Or? Yeah, upper deck. It's the, yeah. It was like the sweetest card. You know, that's how they had to save their company is they actually mass produced the 89 upper deck yeah. um, because upper deck was going to go out of business. So what they did is they just mass produced that card to save their business. So it, there's just a huge surplus of that single card. Yeah, it means it's not worth much then. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, I, I had to sell all my cards for to pay off gambling debts throughout the years. <laughs> <laughs> They're all worthless anyway. So, um, yeah. I actually had my first bookie. I used to sell baseball cards. I used to be a baseball card dealer uh, and I, in high school. And I, I used to do the shows and set them up like on the weekends, whatever. I got my first bookie that way. Actually, it was in eighth grade. Some freaking degenerate card dealer scumbag solicited me and got me gave, got me a bookie when i'm in eighth grade like what a what a what? ruined my life i ruined mean, my life this guy that's that seems like to be heavily correlated though like the the, yeah, the groupies well, that you have with card collecting and then well, like, so that's what so card card collecting is gambling you're essentially it's a scratch sure. ticket right you're opening a pack and like yeah. just hoping for that one card you know like that's worth whatever it's mm -hmm. essentially gambling. Yeah, um, it's better it, than scratch tickets, though, because you can hit a card that's worth. Yeah, I don't know. The scratch tickets are just such a waste of time. You got to play them. This is like the excitement and adrenaline of what card's going to come out next. That's like those team breaks that you talked about that we all like. It's like the highest form of gambling. And they have boxes that are like five grand a box. So you're buying your share for $500 for one tenth and then just yeah, hoping that cool. you, you hit the nut card of the box. So it's a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, we can get back to it. Anyway, should we just do a card show? A show on next time. Or? Next time. <laughs> um, all right, so let's uh, let's let's start it off at the uh, the quarterback. Our running back position is how we do it on this show, because um, I have so many shows out there. Um, so uh, running back, we're going to be starting at uh, off with Dalvin Cook. Looks like he's probably going to be the chalkiest, um, eighty two hundred, or at least uh, one of the chalkiest. 8,200 after that monster game. We were on it. We knew it on the pod. We were like, whoever mentioned it to me. And I was, I remember, I just remember being like, wow, if he's healthy, I think we have to like, like, like this guy. Right. And like, and like, and then I, so I remembered that and I, I like made a point to get more than I was getting, but I didn't have enough. I wish I had more than that. Um, plus I screwed up the whole, uh, the crunch anyway. 
But um, anyway, 51 fantasy points against Green Bay, bad against the run, um, gets a, a, another uh, top matchup here against Detroit, who is uh, somebody that we've been uh, targeting. But they're, uh, they're actually – they've improved, at least from the DVOA perspective. They're now coming in at 16th. I know they were down towards the bottom of the pack, but um, certainly a team that, uh, you know, in the dome there – um, that he can uh, have a big, big game against. I mean, Cook is just a maniac. He's so good. Um, then there's, uh, you know, a guy that I love, James Conner, you know, against Dallas. Like, this, they're, they're a monster. What are they, two touchdown favorites at this point? He's definitely been a bell cow um, at this point, um, of, you know, at least over the last two weeks. It looks like we're getting, like, the, the three down back again uh, with James Conner. I mean, he's just – uh, 15 rushes last week, 20 the week before, but like the targets, uh, three and then five. So, I mean, and those were uh, toughest matchups against Baltimore and Tennessee. Finally now gets a really easy cupcake matchup against Dallas, who's just atrocious from all, all angles. Um, and their, uh, their season's done whatsoever, you know. So um, that's a, that should be a run-heavy script at least. And he's, uh, his price just looks really tempting to me at 6,900. Um, James Robinson, my boy should be back in the mix against Houston, right? Like the Texans are still, their defense is still atrocious. Um, so, uh, certainly, um, he could have a big game. Josh Jacobs in the mix here. Uh, Chase Edmonds, another guy who's going to be extremely popular because Miami is just so bad against the run. Um, plus they give up a ton of targets. This is a guy who's electric, um, you know, now with uh, Kenyon Drake out. Uh, and I hate to say it, but uh, David Montgomery looked pretty good last week. I knew you were going to say tough that. In a tough matchup, I all I I'm a, I'm a truther on this guy. I I think he's better than people. The narrative is on this guy. I think he's just been behind a terrible line with a bad bad team for so long. And like I, I still believe that he's like decent. Um, but anyway, I mean he's he ripped off a big run finally. Uh, last week in a tough matchup against the the, the Saints, um, but uh, I mean that's kind of the those that's kind of the top end. Maybe there's like some guys like Justin Jackson or you guys will have takes on maybe Derrick Henry, but uh, tough matchup against uh, Chicago, but still in the mix. But wh- what are you guys thinking at running back? Yeah, I mean just starting up top with Delvin Cook, like <clears throat> obviously a great spot. I think I think the one thing that uh, Kirkwood you would have brought up last week about you know, not being fully on Delvin was just uh, possibly, you know, just Madison, you know, coming in and taking a little bit of that. And that, that obviously wasn't the case with like a 30, um, 30 carries cook and then three with Madison. So it was just like a spell thing. Um, But yeah, I mean, they only threw the ball 14 times. So I like cook in this spot. It's going to be a tougher game to stack if Stafford doesn't play. Um, you know, you got no Galladay, so no big play threat. You would expect Marvin Jones to take some of that ownership uh, in that game. So I don't know exactly where I'll be with Delvin Cook. I'll just say right now, I feel like I'll be underneath uh, the field with Delvin. Um, but yeah, the I think you, you hit the next two guys I'm going to be big on. It's going to be Connor and Chase Edmonds. So uh, Chase, just a spot. We don't know how many games we're going to get a bell, call, uh, bell cow chase, but in this spot, I really like it versus Miami. Um, very similar matchups, I think, with uh, Connor uh, at Dallas and Chase home against Miami. Uh, I just, I like these two spots. 
and you know Chase is pretty fresh. I mean, he hasn't really had a bell cow uh, role the whole year, so um, I do like this spot and agree with your David Montgomery take. I mean, Pro Football Focus kind of proves the point that. He has actually been legitimate. I would believe he's number two in uh, broken tackles. Uh, you were just talking about how his offensive line really hasn't blocked well, just not getting a lot of uh, adjusted line yardage off his offensive line. So um, not a bad spot for the Bears, which Tennessee defense has just looked brutal these last few weeks. So um, not a bad spot. And then I think I think uh, some of my favorite like tournament, tournament spots would be uh, Josh Jacobs with the questionable tag, kind of like that. And then two guys at 4,900, uh, J.K. Dobbins and Justin Jackson. Curious to see where you guys are on, at on those guys. But um, just kind of a you know quick way to just move up and down the running back board of how I felt. So, Tambo, what are you, how are you feeling? Yeah, I wanted to be underweight on Cook because I what I was hoping, I know the, the ownership wasn't going to change regardless, but if Stafford was going to be out, my thought was exactly what you said, is that he could – um, get pulled a little bit early, you know, not maybe he didn't do the work. You got a guy like Cousins. I was going to try and leverage it. Cousins, Thielen, Jefferson, Irv Smith. You got all these guys in that passing game. It's not like Detroit has a good defense. They got Okuda there and he's had a couple, I think he's had an interception or two out of this year's draft, but I, nothing too special. And then you got, uh, you know, Madison that could come in there and get the d- job done. So I was going to try and be sneaky, but if Stafford's going to play, I know there's still no Galladay, but I think the game would be a little bit more if you want to call it competitive, I guess, just it would be a little bit better back and forth. So I could see it happening, but I'm still going to be underweight just based on what you just talked about, what I'm saying here. I'm going to go with some Madison shares. I'm also going to use the passing game. I think that's still going to be fine. Um, don't, I mean, the, the Montgomery one, I just never play the guy. I get, you look at his volume, everything's there. He definitely could get it done. I'm with you on Justin Jackson. I think that game is going to be more popular than sneaky after, you know, a couple of days ago, you fill in the, survey for roto grinders and you look at stuff it feels like more and more people are talking about this game i think justin jackson is a way to get unique within that game um, i like josh jacobs who you mentioned like connor's quite a bit i think it's interesting with connor's because he really does pair well with that pittsburgh defense for tournaments which is extremely overpriced this week at 4900 but is it overpriced right with this matchup and against dallas who's just absolutely terrible i know zeke even is questionable at this point. So I just don't know what they're going to be doing out there. I think Connors pairs well with that. And then Kirkwood, man, I love James Robinson this week, your boy. It's, it's, I don't know why they just don't seem to do much with this price. They, they don't want to put him past 7,000. So this week they just put him right on 7,000, but I think he just has so much upside at that price tag. And then the one guy we didn't talk about. So I'll flip it to you. Kirkwood is what do we do with McCaffrey at 8,500 yeah. here? Cause he just stole my thunder. I was waiting just to interject that. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Right? Like, I do know we play this guy, right? Yeah. If we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna like the Chiefs. We're gonna like Mahomes. We're gonna like Tyreek Hill. We're gonna like Travis Kelsey. Um, at least I do. Um, and you're gonna want to bring it back with someone, right? And we can do DJ Moore uh, uh, for sure. We can do Robbie Anderson, but like McCaffrey, like this is the guy, right? Like Mike Davis came back down to earth, right? And so this is still the, the, the number one, you know, fantasy pick that the guy who's just electric, he's cheap for what he normally is. I mean, this is a guy who was, you would probably expect to be like nine plus 10 K potentially. And we're getting yeah. him at 8,500 in a game where like in the chiefs, like that's what you do. They, they, you run against them, right? Like they've just allowed, that's where they've allowed all the production there. They're, they're uh, They've been so good um, against the pass this season. I mean, their defense has been good overall, but in general, 
they've they've been gashed on run. Plus, like it just makes the most sense to go back down to to you know check down to, to in the passing game too as well. So like this guy could have just a monster day in comeback mode. Just eat eat eat. Um, yeah, yeah not, I feel like this that is too. You, you mentioned oh, one thing quick. Sorry, sorry, Brett, but I just think like you said, not only is it his price down from what we would expect. His ownership at that price is further down. And I know there's going to be late steam. I don't expect him to be 5%. I expect him to really gain steam towards the end of the week here. But even then, let's say he gets to 20%. Let's just throw that number out there. Normally at this price in this matchup in this spot, any other time, he'd be like 30, 35%. So you're still getting a little bit of gain there in that that sense. There's that cloud, right? Like we don't know like if he's going to be the the exact same workload in his first game back, right? The we Dalvin know, Cook cloud. We from didn't, last yeah, week. we didn't know that. We didn't know that with Dalvin. So like, yeah, fifty, fifty-one. Yeah. So so now everyone's going to be like, oh, Dalvin did. How many, it, you know, how, how many times did we play him at ten k when they were implied to score like eighteen points last year? Exactly. You know. You said it. Yeah. So I, I'm off this passing game because of C-Mac. Um and I think, I think I do really like uh, bringing back with C-Mac. Um, I mean, obviously, it's going to be one of those things where uh, check ownership. But, yeah, I mean, you want to get leverage off of uh, Dalvin Cook. There's your guy. Um, yeah, I'm with you. What else? I had somebody else. Oh, so we got to talk about DJ Dallas because um, he looked pretty damn good last week. Uh, you know, Homer uh, will be back this week but like what's so what's homer's real role nothing nothing they did they just signed a guy too um it's uh alex collins yes alex collins who's been there before and i don't know they there's a lot of like like uh hey he's he's gonna be okay to take uh, quite a bit of carries now i don't exactly you know believe that um let's see Said, uh, so Pete Carroll said he's very comfortable with playing uh, Alex Collins this week against the Bills. Um, and then they kind of went into detail about handling a, a workload alongside DJ Dallas. So, I mean, could have a little bit more, um, you know, piece of the pie siphoned away from him this week. Yeah, but he's still yeah. on an offense that like produces like the most points. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bills were 24th against the run. He looked pretty good last week. He was utilized in the passing game. That's where he looked the best or at least, you know, he got his uh, receiving touchdown. Um, did have one on the ground as well. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what to make with it, but I know 5K, and if, like, if he has, like, a, even close to the role that he had last week, that looks like a pretty damn good play. That, that said, Kirkwood, do you, got a, do you have thoughts on Jackson or Dobbins for 100 bucks less that are right there as well? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, like, so as far as Jackson's concerned, I'm just, like, I just love Herbert and this passing game. And I just feel like Keenan Allen, I just feel like it's just like, he's meant to be a passing. This is meant to be a passing offense. So I, I well, want, I, I like Jackson though. Five, six and six were his targets the last three games. So yeah, and and Kelly he, hasn't really done much. So I can use him with Herbert. He's one of the guys, I think him with Herbert. And I think um, Edmonds with Kyler, who we'll get to for sure. I know you're going to want to talk some Kyler is I think those two are, are definitely areas where you could pair up where I'm actually still interested in the quarterback quite a bit. I, I like Dobbins too. I do. I like them all. I mean, I don't know which one I prefer to be honest with you, but I mean, I um, like, I like the Seattle situation. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I like you, you. I want pieces of this offense when you, yeah. where you can get it. 
some sneaky in and out for injury wise. Like there is no Troy, Troy main Pope. So we saw Troy main get like a pretty huge uh, targets and uh, catches last week. So uh, X him out. So now it's back to a, a you know, a two back uh, system. And then like, I know you guys both brought up uh, James Robinson, but we're now including Chris Thompson back in this offense. And uh, obviously Jake Luton starting at quarterback. So it's an interesting situation that's probably going to make me avoid uh, James Robinson just because uh, Chris Thompson back, which I know Kirkwood, you were on him two weeks ago uh, with your huge week. But I mean, throwing Luton, you throwing uh, Chris Thompson, taking uh, shares, uh, target shares away from him. I think I got to be out there. Yeah, a, you got a, Connor right there. A, I liked him anyway. Even if before Chris Thompson was out, it may mm-hmm. pushed me over the edge when Chris Thompson was out. But like Minshew is horrible. Uh, so I don't But know as we've seen, we've seen like horrible quarterbacks be really good fancy wise for running backs, right? I mean, we don't know. Uh, I mean, I've looked at this this guy and he's not uh, he's not any athletic specimen. So um, he's going to have to utilize, you know, everybody around him. He's not going to be taken off and running. So uh, it's just the unknown and then throw Chris Thompson back in the mix. That's makes me off. James and, and you got Connor for a hundred bucks less. So we all like regardless. So yeah. yeah. And like then, you're forced into him. If you don't need to, you don't need to go there. If you don't want to, I get it. Right. And I probably am going to invest uh, David Johnson on the other side of the ball just more. So spot where I'm going to buy him. God, I just want to fade him so bad. Yeah, sell, sell me on that because I'm not feeling it. But I can oh, it's just it. a situation, you know, a touchdown favorite. It's, it's nothing like that. You know, ever since week one, where we saw some explosive runs, he's had a few. I'd like to see more touchdowns on the board. But, uh, huh. yeah. That can always come around. He even caught a pass last week. So I was going to say, I like him a bit as leverage off of Watson in that aspect, which we'll get to. But I, I also kind of think that, that that's another combo just mentioning it now that could go together as a way to get unique within that game. And I think most people running stacks in this game are setting it up with Watson fuller and James Robinson on the other side. Don't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. It's so, a price point play too. And so, Cooks, yeah. I mean, Brandon Cooks, yeah, but th- Cooks so there, too. There, there's no way I'm playing Watson to, to David Johnson. Yeah. It's not sexy. No, um, it's not. It's, it's, it just happened last week, though. Like, by the way, the like, bring back for me in Jacksonville, since I don't like the running game, uh, I mean, if, if you're looking for correlation, I think LaVisca Chenault is, yeah. is pretty big. You have a rookie quarterback coming back. They have a bye week, right? Um, this rookie wide receiver, LaVisca, from Colorado, uh, utilized in a lot of different aspects of the offense. I think they get him involved in a lot of unique options. Um you know, at 4,200, it makes, it makes a lot of sense for me. So that'd be my favorite bring back in that situation. Yeah. I love that. Anybody else? Big, big game, James, for me, but um, Chase Edmonds, let's just talk about it. Him just like just the, the situation. So like we said, every down back dolphins dead last DVOA against Russian defense. Um, they're also uh, 28th in yards allowed per carry. Um Interesting thing is Edmonds has averaged 7.2 yards per touch on the season. Um, the Dolphins have, uh, also get um, gashed um, by uh, running back targets where they're allowing uh, 6.6 yards per target. He's an electric back, right? Like he's an electric passing game back, right? That's his, his, his been his role. And now he gets out, uh, everything. So there, he's like walking into the nut matchup from – 
just like a, a yards per carry standpoint and DVOA standpoint. And yet they, he also, you know, should be utilized in his role where he's best at in the passing game. So like, man, like there's so many different avenues for him to get there in this game. It feels kind of hard not to just jam him in. Except Kyle, the, the one, the, the cloud is like Kyler. Like if Kyler like shares sure. the rushing touchdown. Plant, plant your flag on one guy between James Conner and Chase Edmonds who are 6,800 and 6,900. Is there, is there a lean there for either one of you guys? Campbell? Yeah, I'm going to go Connor. Uh, I, I'm on Chase Edmonds' side for sure. I'm going to play them both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you could, yeah, you're allowed to play them both. That's the good news here. But mm-hmm. I, I'm really thinking about the, like I said, but I will play Kyler with him. So I'm not too worried about it. You could even, sometimes with a mobile quarterback like that, I don't, I don't even double stack it. I'll just play those two and hope that when they get in that red zone, that it's just one of those two that score, or maybe it's a check down to them that that's a pass that goes in and they both pick up the points. So I don't mind that at all. Yeah. We need a hand in the dirt take with uh, JK Domins, uh from, uh, the yeah, biggest terrible. Baltimore fan. Terrible. No, don't. I don't care it. about that game. No, I don't. I'm not. Ch- I mean, he no. won't even get the ownership. But I just and he's. I'm happy. I feel like you haven't him. bought Baltimore all year, and you're like the you know a fan. Yeah. It's, it's and the thing is, it's been it's been the play basically. Well, times um, I've been correct on it, but this one this is the thing. Like I mean, they've just run so much. Even last week, like is, they're still talking about Lamar and his knee. What he talked? He had nine the week before last. Last week he had 16 rushes. Right. That but there hasn't probably been a more disappointing offense um, than Baltimore, yeah. right? I mean, we expected, we expected regression. Yeah, we expected regression. Segway, segway, segway. He's coming. $6,900 Lamar Jackson. Dude, he's cheap on uh, Yahoo. In, inside, on the track. So in, I, I, I love Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the play. The narrative. Squeaky I mean, wheel. I mean, I like that, but I like him inside in a freaking dome where he can just sure. burn anybody um all right so did we talk enough about running backs um I think, so. I think the only guy i would throw out there i know you guys have had a lot more love with antonio gibson another team washington oh. coming coming off of a, a buy and uh this giants offense is ridiculous right so um it's a spot where we could pair up uh the washington d with gibson at 5,800, I think you're going to get him for low ownership. I don't know, man. Like, it's just the McKissick role in this offense has constantly been there, taking away targets. Uh, the last game Gibson had was an awesome rushing ga- uh, game, right? Uh, one target in the offense, no catches. Uh, can you go back to Gibson? Dude, Tambo like and I you- tell Gibson every single week, and you say yeah. that McKissick. <laughs> and now, McKissick. And you, now, and he's, you now, he's, now he's changed the changed the roles here. He's flipping it after he just sold us off of James Robinson because of Chris Thompson. I know it's a difference. This is DFS, price. baby. It's a new, price it's a new tag, week. This is, it's a new week. Okay. This is our this no. is our boy. All right. We claimed yeah. this guy already. All right. We got um, this guy, man. Tell him then. I you haven't said one word about him yet. Yeah. Oh. We, we play him every week. He's in um, the pool. He's in the pool, Brett. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Just making sure. Yeah, we've talked enough about running back. Um, wait, did I? I had someone pop in my head. Eh, who cares? DeAndre uh, oh, Swift. Oh, would be no, 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 no. We got We got to talk Tony Pollard if uh, Zeke oh, is out. Ugh. Yeah, is he four K? He's four K. If he, if yeah, it's an if then. If if Zeke is out, yeah. If Zeke out. is out, I mean, we just play yeah. this guy, right? Yeah, this is but a defense Pittsburgh. doesn't matter. Like, but it's like Pittsburgh. Yeah, but it and doesn't matter. They're gonna be passing the ball. He's gonna get a lot of checkdowns. 
from a horrible quarterback. Who yeah, which one's it going to be? <laughs> but if Stafford's out, I'm going to play Madison at, at the same number at 4K. If Stafford's out. I don't think he's going to be, but let's just say he was. All right. Um, let's uh, go over to quarterback. Um, all right. The, well, he's going to sell his prices down. Um, Josh Allen gets uh, the matchup with Seattle, who just allow the most passes um, to opposing uh, quarterbacks. Um, they're also a pass funnel defense. That word gets thrown around a little bit too much, but that's essentially what they are. They're good at stopping the run. Um, John Brown is healthy again, um, so he should have all his weapons. He's certainly played poorly. Uh, I'll be the first to admit it. I'm the biggest Josh Allen stand, one of them. Um, but if there's ever a spot, you know, they're in a big game, you know, they're at home, the weather's supposed to be nice. This isn't going to be like a really cold, windy game. Um, it's supposed to be nice weather in Buffalo for this game. So, um, certainly going to need to be keeping up. And also, uh, Seattle plays that, uh, a lot of man, um, defensive scheme where, you know, it's, everyone says it, but, the the defenders have their back to the quarterback and uh, Josh Allen is able to get, you know, probably will have some scrambles in this game um, for some, for some nice runs. And if all I have to do is remind you guys of Cam Newton, what he was able to do to them in week two, where he uh, just threw for a ton, ran for a ton, uh, rushing touchdown after rushing touchdown. So a big game is certainly in the range of outcomes for Josh Allen. Um, so I like him. We also have uh, Deshaun Watson, who gets the the matchup with uh, the Jags. Um, I mean, it's a good matchup. Easy to pair him with either Fuller or uh, Cooks, or uh, if you want to be Tambo, uh, David Johnson. Um, and uh, Justin Herbert is uh, – Tambo and I both love him, at least we were saying. Um, I'm sure Brett will uh, get on board there. Russ, you can always play Russ, right? Like Russ, 7,600, and yet he's, he's still not like the highest-owned quarterback every every single week, which he should be, right? The guy just crushes. Um, Kyler Murray, we have, like, we're finally back, right? This We finally have all the damn options. We've got Kyler. All the against, damn options. We've got them all. Like, <laughs> it is. Like, like, it felt rough for a little period, right? Like, I used yeah. freaking Jimmy G everywhere last week. Like, what a freak. Like, I don't need to think about Jimmy, any type of quarterback in – that's like mm -hmm. Jimmy G. Um, I can take some shots on some guys that, you know, maybe like uh, maybe Drew Locke or Bridgewater or any, I don't know, like anybody like, but the reality is we got Mahomes, Murray, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and Josh Allen, like take your pick boys. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the only non-running quarterback that I have interest in is Drew Locke. Um, I guess Matt Ryan uh, in that same game, I would have a little interest in, but. Yeah, I mean, you kind of you kind of hit up the Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson. Um, I think I think though the play still is Russ, man, in this spot. Um, just I don't think they trust their their run game at all. The offense is going to have to throw through the pass game. Uh, the running backs that they do have, uh, I just don't think can tote the rock that much, right? They just don't trust them. So uh, Russ is going to take this on his shoulders again. I, I mean just feels like all the touchdowns come on his shoulders here. Um, Buffalo has been really bad versus the, uh, the pass. And like you said, Buffalo is not really getting bad weather. So um, love that spot right there. Um, you guys brought up Herbert uh, and yeah, he's been amazing. Um, 
don't know how much I like him currently. Uh, like I feel like this is a, a Lamar spot, but I'm going to let Tam will take this. Uh, tell me about Lamar. I've, I've been hearing um, on other pods, this is only his second game on turf. So it's got to be, that's, that seems sexy, right? I mean, get that speed yeah, going. It's just the price. Like he's showing mm. up at like 5% ownership right now. Even if, you know, people come around a little bit, it's just, you take your shot. You mentioned earlier about the, you know, the fast track Kirkwood, the guy that we used to love indoor on that was T.Y. Hilton. This is, you know, that's what Brown basically does. The same sort of thing. He's you know, squeaky wheel narrative or not. It's just a good spot. I, I mean, um, Mark Andrews is 4,800. I, I like the price. I don't like that matchup as much, but I think that, it, again, with Lamar, you don't need to pair him up with a bunch of guys. You can just go Lamar. He does so much on the ground himself. You can go Lamar. And Brown, if you like Dobbins, maybe get him in there. Maybe he catches one and takes it. You know, Gus Edwards is who they use to pound with. But if he's going to be chucking it or he's got some pass rush coming at him, which Indy can do, he could check down to a guy like Dobbins. And that could be your little stack there. And then it depends on what you want to do on the other side. But there's, you know, Marcus Johnson at 3,000 that's in play this week. You've got the tight end situation that you've got to sift through with all the guys. But I like this game indoors and at those prices. It's just somewhere – that you can go. We all liked Detroit and Indy last week as you know, that sort of spot and see what you can get out of it. Lamar is due for a, you know, some regression or some stuff to bounce back. So I think that we could see a better game here out of him. And I like him much more with Hollywood Brown than I do Mark Andrews, who is what I hear most people talking about based on him being 4,800 bucks. So uh, I like Lamar. I'm in on Justin Herbert. I'm in on Deshaun Watson. Uh, one other guy I'm on that maybe, well, I mentioned earlier Cousins, just because I like leveraging that side of the game there. I actually think it's a good spot to throw against Detroit. Uh, you know, I'm happy about that. I, I think his options with Thielen and Jefferson are, and Irv Smith, guys that we like, that we have liked, that you can pair those guys up and use Marvin Jones, who most people have across from Dalvin Cook, or you can get, you know, Amendola or someone weird in there from Detroit. But one guy I like I was going to mention is Derek Carr the other side of Herbert in that game. I really like Waller this week. We saw what Ruggs can do. You know, I like Ruggs. I think there's a, a way you could go and get a little bit more unique here and even have a guy like Justin Jackson on the other side. So I like this game, but I, I like both quarterbacks in it and we'll have lineups with both of them. Thoughts on that, Kirkwood? Um, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I, I like it. I, I don't mind Carr, but I love Herbert, right? Yeah. The yeah. thing that gets overlooked that like, no, that like, it's just, you don't quite realize it. I mean, the dude's had 43 passing attempts in back-to-back weeks. Now he ran, had nine rushing. He showed his legs with nine rushing attempts and 66 rushing yards and a rushing PD against the Jags. He had three rushing attempts. So at least he's running. We have, there's a, there's a rushing floor. Now he's getting more comfortable, right? Don't there's a there's a little bit of a cloud over him with the the shoulder or somewhat. I guess he was on that got added to the injury report this week, um, but I don't think it's anything major. And uh, it's just so easy to just put Keenan Allen with him, who had a great game last week, but like still hasn't like hit his ceiling yet, right? Like this uh, Keenan Allen we'll get into, but like. He is an elite, elite, elite target share. Like he's like, it's like he's with like the, the top end, like the Devontae Adams, the DeAndre Hopkins guys. But like he's still, although he is priced up more this week, he just hasn't been priced like them. 
but like he's just got such a floor in PPR that like those targets and like Herbert's just chucking so much that it's just such an easy pairing. Um, but like I also, you know, you, you can still go to like the the other other weapons that they have and uh, on on uh, the Chargers too with them. But like Keenan is just so easy. Um, Car, I mean. I'm never excited to play Carr. I'll play him for sure, especially when I max enter. But like, am I going to sit here and say I love him? I can't. <laughs> yeah, he gets uh, he gets Brian Edwards back into this offense, um, so that's going to make things kind of interesting just for wide receiver usage and routes run and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I mean, Rugs Rugs is always the big I mean, play guy that you. Yeah, it's easy. Be. It's it's rugs or it's uh it's Waller. It's like you 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 you're going for upside, right? Yeah. I mean, you can play your your Renfro. You can play your. I mean, I who knows what Edwards' role is going to be. I mean, Aguilar's like, been the wide receiver one. There's Aguilar too. Yeah. So it's like he's the, been the wide receiver one. How much offense. he cuts into to Aguilar? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but do you believe that? No. And you would think like Brian Edwards, what share are you going to take away uh, on the outside? Are you going to take away Ruggs routes or are you going to take Aguilar routes? And you'd think it'd be Nelson's routes that go bye-bye. It's not, it's not going to be Ruggs. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, I mean, how excited are you guys for Mahomes? I, I think I think where where the chalk is going to be, I, I'm I'm having issues bringing it back with uh, Carolina guys, right? I mean, we kind of um, I, I said like I'm not really going to be buying the, the Carolina passing too much just because of Christian uh, McCaffrey coming back. Um, so I do want to have a, a Christian McCaffrey and then like a Casey stack, but that's so expensive to do, and then you're going to just going to have to find cheap. You're going to um, get like cheap leverage. Yeah, you're going to have Tony Pollard by by Sunday. Yeah. Um, who knows? Then there's uh, there's then you're gonna be forced into like a Marcus Johnson or like some of these LaVisca Chenault's, like where you're kind of gambling on a cheaper wide receiver, uh, with it. But I yeah, think it can I, be done. I think it can be done, though. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like, I'm not there on Kansas City as much as I was last week, that's for sure. Um, I like him, but uh, and then how excited are you guys for Kyler? Yeah, I like Kyler uh, quite a bit too. He's right there. So you can't play everybody. That's the thing, right? I, I like Watson. I think there's some some plays you can go off of there. But yeah, Mahomes paying all the way up seems like the way to go that everybody just keeps ignoring, even though they're the best offense in football that just can go off. Three quarters, doesn't matter. 40, you know, 39 DK points, whatever it was last week. He just goes off every time. And all he does is chuck the ball, even to his running backs, everyone. So Kyler's the play because of the Edmonds situation, I think, right? If you want to get off that and, and be a little bit different in your running back position, that's the way to go about it. And we'll get to wide receiver, but no one's on the Arizona wide receivers this week, right? They're all just talking about Edmonds. So it's clearly a good play and, and a good way to go in tournaments, especially large field. Um, here, here's my thoughts on Mahomes, right? So, and I've said this before on past shows, like this is a passing offense, there's no way around it. You know, yes, they can, they can torch you on the ground. And they, now they have two completely capable, viable backs. And the matchup says like, okay, everyone's going to, you're probably going to hear it everywhere that uh, the Carolina is so bad against the run. They're 26 in DVOA, but they're also 20th in DVOA versus the pass. They also don't get any pressure on the quarterback, right? They're like, I, what are they? They're, um, 
30th in sack rate. I, I just see here pulled up. And, you know, so if you're going to give Mahomes a clean pocket and uh, on the season so far, 21 passing touchdowns for the T Chiefs, seven rushing touchdowns. Two of those rushing touchdowns are from Mahomes. One of those rushing touchdowns is from Chad Henney. So you're looking at 21 to, to four touchdowns. Like this is a passing offense, right? And like, that's like the Carolina's not going to stop that. Yeah. And Carolina's going to have to play zone defense first. These guys, they don't have the defensive backfield to, uh, you know, guard up on these, on these guys. So Mahomes is just going to pick them apart. I kind of agree with that take, but it's, it's just a price. It's a pricing that it's, it's making me tough to get there, but yeah, I don't hate skinny stacks, I guess, this week. Um, so probably not a lot of like, um, you know, getting two pass catchers here um, just because of just how, how, like, I mean, if, I, if I'm going correlation, right, I'm going C-Mac, I'm going like a, a Tyreek or a Kelsey with Mahomes, and there, there goes my budget. So, like, that's, that's the only thing. It's a price, it's a price thing. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's move it on over to wide receiver. Um, guys are going to be really popular. So, okay. So Keenan Allen, I already mentioned him should be popular because it's just monster target share. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, he's coming in ranked fourth in targets. And this is with a bad game with a game where he missed most of with the saints that game when he went down early. Um, he's still ranked fourth in targets, fifth in receptions, 53 receptions so far. Oh, uh, north of 30% target share um, and his price is still reasonable. Right. And it's like, it's just, he's got the reason he hasn't like popped off is because of like touchdowns and he, you know, he did, it was nice to see him get the, in the end zone, but like the week before against the Jags, 25 fantasy points with no touchdowns, right? Like, like there's a two touchdown game that's coming. It's coming somewhere. And like, you, you give him his target share, you get the PPR points, the connection he's building week in and week out with Herbert. It's like, I just see like, there's a monster game coming. And like this week could be the one against, uh, against the Raiders. Um, so I like that. Uh, Tyler Lockett, it's just the easy, easiest thing. You go, uh, when Metcalf goes off, the next week you play Lockett and then Lockett goes off and then you go back to Metcalf, right? So that's what we're supposed to do. So that means it's Tyler Lockett week, but also, it's Tredavious White week, who's going to be all over that grown ass man, DK Metcalf, who still can win any matchup. Right. But like the, this is a much better matchup for Tyler Lockett. So um, I have to lean Lockett again, although that crushed me last week, but like. I, I have a feeling we're going to talk about these matchups with Seattle uh, quite a bit because uh, like their next five weeks, DK on the outside, we'll see Tredavious White, Jalen Ramsey, Patrick Peterson again, and then Darius Slay and James Bradbury. I mean, that was our five very elite corners on the outside. Yeah. And we, we talked about this last week and it doesn't matter because DK Metcalf is better than all of them. A and it's his matchup. <laughs> he's better than them and he's going to beat them and it just doesn't matter. So you just continue to. Right. We say that, but like, I think Tredavious White matters to an extent. He's good. And there are, there are, most of these guys are good. I'm just saying we've just seen it. It yeah. literally takes a slip. He's on a the grown field. ass man. He's Anything can happen. Crazy. These guys right. will burn you. What, what, what we saw against Patrick Peterson was interesting because I mean, like everything would say that Patrick Peterson is not that elite anymore, but uh, they definitely game plan for Lockett to get the ball. Um, you know, so there, 
it, it doesn't really matter what we think. It's like, how are they planning? How are they, you know, it's, they didn't, they didn't throw the ball at all to him that week. So, yeah, I don't know. There's Julio Jones with Calvin Ridley out, should be out against uh, the AJ Bouye less who's now out uh, Denver Broncos. So, I mean, Julio could absolutely erupt. So, I mean, this is like the week. We've got all the plays again. We've got DeAndre Hopkins, but, like, that's, that's, a, that's a guy I would fade. Like, out of all the guys I've mentioned, I would have to – I'll say I like – I mean, just because of price, but I like Julio Lockett and Keenan Allen better. Um, Diggs. Uh, as the the comeback option against the Seattle defense, right? Like, there's so many guys here. Marvin Jones is now without without Galladay there. Who he'll probably bust because that's just what happens. But um, I don't know. Um, Brandon Cooks. Oh, Will Fuller. I love Will Fuller. Um, I don't know who else are you. I mean, so what are you? And then we've got like Jerry Judy for 4,700. Um, against uh, this Atlanta defense. He, how, I think he's going to end up being popular by Sunday. Um, Judy definitely will in game stacks. I don't know like anything outside of correlation uh, how much, but I mean, yeah, the guy's gotten a ton of opportunity. I'm right there like, with you. Let's say you're building that Mahomes stack, right? And you need to, you need mm-hmm. to get cheap guys and Tony Pollard opens up when I mean, you throw Jerry Judy in as like another receiver, like you can just, He'll be very useful in that situation, I think. At least, I think there's still a lot of upside there. Uh, yeah. Deontay Johnson, um, 5K. So there's like there's there's plenty of options around. Um, and then Tyreek Hill, and then there's John Brown as uh, another option. Um, with like, so there's so many. So Tambo, who, where where are we going? Yeah, well, like you said, it's just a lot. Uh, one of the things you mentioned there, too, I believe uh, Sammy Watkins is still questionable. So when you talk about this Kansas City stack, you've still got uh, Mikol Hardman's 4,800. Robinson had a decent game there last week. He's like 3,200. So uh, there's options here to make that stack work quite nicely. And I still, like I said, even with the late steam and people that eventually get around to this, I just don't think that's what they're trying to jam in when you've got Russ, Allen, Kyler, um, you know, Lamar's too cheap. We just mentioned all these guys that we talked about. They're just, that's, you know, then even Herbert and those guys. So I, I think it's still a good way to go. I do like all of those Kansas city options. I don't know. You mentioned not really liking Hopkins that much at the top. I was sort of thinking that's a way to go with, with Kyler, right? He's got a great floor, the ceilings, you know, 30 plus and, and see what he does there at 8,200 when you've got Metcalf Diggs, Julio chalk and, you know, Allen just below, but I'd have to agree with you on Allen. The price increase from last week, which was the dumbest price of all time, still is too little at just seven thousand. So you know, I like, I like Hopkins, I like Metcalf, I like Diggs, I like Allen. That's sort of the guys at the top. Lockett's obvious in that slot matchup that you mentioned. Um, you know, McLaurin pops a little bit at sixty five hundred. I could go there for some shares. Definitely like uh, Jefferson Thielen in those those cousin stacks. So you know, I'll mention them. Marquise Brown, who we talked about. And then you talked about it earlier, Kirkwood, with Cooks uh, being a way to differentiate. You can have Cooks and Fuller. So that's sort of where I'm at before we get down into the 5K range. Then there's a bunch more value plays that pop down there, or sort of mid-range values that I would say. It would be. Yeah, um, just one guy that I'm going to throw out there as a value play that I really love. Um, It's going to be Darnell Mooney this week uh, in Tennessee. Tennessee's defense has been brutal. Um, 
these D-backs are just getting burned. Um, what Tennessee has been doing, though, is they've been putting Malcolm Butler on the, on the top guy. And uh, this other guy, Kareem Orr, has been taking um, just, you know, the, basically the wide receiver, too. He's been giving up a lot in his coverage. So uh, I love Mooney. We've seen, we've seen him get wide open in a lot of spots and now playing in Tennessee. Uh, I love him at 3,900. I feel like he should be over 5K here. Um, Here's so. food for thought, though. Like, if you're going to put Malcolm Butler on Allen Robinson, I kind of want some Allen Robinson. Sure. Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. Like, that's, that's not, like, um, that's not something to be afraid of. I kind of just threw that out there. Like, he's actually been shadowing, right? So I'm kind of just saying, like, I kind of know that Kareem Orr will be on this Darnell Mooney. Uh, Kareem Orr in coverage gave up uh, nine for 80 and two touchdowns to Deontay Johnson. Two weeks ago, T. Higgins had six for seventy-eight in his coverage last week. So. Uh, I, I'm with you. I think Mooney is a good play. He's a le- he's he's a massive deep threat. He's he's good, right? Like he he's. I'm with you. I like the play. I'm just saying. I also like Allen Robinson. If you're gonna, you know, put Malcolm if Malcolm Butler on him, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and uh, Tyreek, right? Like the guy just scores a touchdown at least every week. Um, I don't know. I, I have interest on, in him for sure. Like, I don't think we've seen that huge stealing game he's had, but we've certainly seen like the floor that this guy has had every week, except for that one game in Buffalo, which is Tredavious White. Um, but uh, certainly is still, I'm getting it done. Um, Marquis Brown I'm with. So I've got a friend who's a real sharp sports better. He's one of the he, he's been hammering over props on Marquis and he never, they never like sharp sports betters usually hammer under, like it's like always under, it's always under, under. He's like um, Marquis Brown overs this week. And uh, this is, you can, this is my friend, Justin Smith. Um, his uh, Twitter handle is at R I P J K S R I P J K S. Um, AKA he's known in the, the betting industry as the farmer. I don't know. Weird name, but anyway. that's great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So the farmer has a, has been hammering Marquise Brown over props and was like, you got to play Marquise Brown this week. And when he's, when he's, when he gives me a play like this, he's usually right. So I'm, I got to mention it on the love show. It. Um, Minnesota, uh, Detroit's kind of interesting. If, if Stafford is good to go, I think both Thielen and uh, Jefferson are in play kind of lean towards uh, Jefferson. I just want Minnesota to pass more, man. It's just like a, a spot uh, that, you know, it, the 14 attempts last week. So, um, I mean, even Irv Smith, I think, like, he's dirt cheap, like, where he's also involved uh, if, if they can just up the, the pass ratio in this offense. So, I'm good going back there to leverage off the Delvin Cook, Chuck. John Brown has to have a big game someday. Yep. Yes. Yes. Please talk. I don't know. I mean, he just has to have a big game. Someday. I'm right there like with you. And I mean, I mean, that game was just atrocious last week with New England, but that was like weather induced as well um, as, you know, the Patriot Patriots, uh, their D was playing well. Um, and Josh Allen was playing poor. But like this is the the matchup, right? And like the the deep balls against Seattle. So, um, and you know Diggs is gonna gonna command a lot of attention. And I we like Diggs, but like forty six hundred, it's like you just takes like I mean, 
one play, one touchdown, nice long pass to, to John Brown, and you are sitting pretty. Yeah, Tambo, be the I, I like that with Allen, but go ahead. Tambo, we're like, I'm trying to figure out the Detroit wide receivers. Obviously, no Galladay. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have love if Stafford's in. Um, but the last time Galladay was out, we saw Quintus Cephas, UW alum, uh, come in and run a bunch of routes. Yeah. Where, like, do you have any love uh, out of these um, Detroit wide receivers? I, I wish he did something since then. He hasn't done anything all season since. Uh, he wasn't activated last week. Um, no, I, just, I mean, just what about like to Am, what about Amendola? Amendola, it's the slot. I was just gonna say that. That's where I would go. But then I just always worry, like, what's his ceiling? Because you know they're gonna have to pass for the versus the Vikings. That's where you attack them, right? And look at all these guys. Look at the exactly. prices. Fifty-one uh, Jones. Yeah, but the problem is, it's like Patricia just loves fucking pounding that rock. Yeah, Amendola. Like I, it would honestly probably be Brett to go. I don't know. You'd have to get a little lucky with it, I think. But you know, with Swift, it's the other. If you wanted to go mm-hmm. passing, leave Dalvin and the boys out of it, and sure. then hope that he's gonna keep getting four and five targets a game and actually just rips one to the house. Because he could, it's a similar thing. He's not playing out of the slot necessarily like a guy like Amendola, but like Amendola is going to ceiling out at 13 or 15. Like it just doesn't get enough going and his price is all right. So I wouldn't hate it. I just, it's not something that I'd be excited about popping in there. I'd rather try and angle it for something that can get me a little more action. And you'd already be leveraged off the, the running back game anyway there with the pass game. So you can then go throw in a guy like Swift who might break one or get lucky or there might be a pass interference run touchdown in that way and then catch one on the slant and go. And then you double down on him and, and hit it that way. That's all I could think of though. Yeah. I would, I would definitely say, look at, um, you know, 90 minutes before kickoff, I expect Cephas to be active, but if you can get like uh, an understanding of the starting wide receivers, I think Cephas is 100% in play at three K uh, last time Galladay was out. He ran, he ran basically all the Galladay routes. So I like it. Um, I mean, you guys love Julio or no? Yeah, I think regardless, regardless of the injury, in fact, I think it's a great tournament play if, uh, um, if Ridley ends up going. So, um, he's going to probably turn into the chalk, um, if Ridley's out, but I think if Ridley gets ruled in, I'm still right there on Julio. Um, yeah getting a lot of shares. So. I know you guys said Jefferson, but nobody, did we, did we talk about feeling at all? I combined yeah. both of them. I, I said both. I, I'm definitely, and I like the double stack with cousins, even I'm going all the way. So, um, but, but like again, I think to buy the Vikings pass, you almost have to have Stafford playing, right? Because oh, for sure. That, that's what I said earlier. All this Minnesota stuff hinges on that. Like if Stafford's out, like I said, I'm not as high on cook and I actually don't mind Madison, maybe even with the Minnesota D to, has, to pair has, up against Chase Daniels, and you can get it that way. Has, like, avoiding a Detroit game really hurt us yet this year? <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. I'm asking, like, honestly. I, I, have, I can't um, remember. I... They've left. I mean, they, they've given up big games to the running backs uh, on the year. So, I mean, there had to be some monsters. Now, typically, it's one-offs. Like you said, Marvin Jones always going to bust when Galladay's out just because it's so easy to get him, and it's 5,100, and it's not because he's the chalk. It just never seems to work out that way, whether it's because the other team just knows, okay, it's pretty obvious where we're going to shut them down now. We're, if we shut down Marvin Jones, we win the game, and that's why, like, you brought up Amendola. I just don't love his ceiling. I think it would be something like a Swift getting lucky and figuring out a way to get there. Who knows, right? Maybe they get up early, and then you get Minnesota coming back 
that whole time with that pass game. I, I actually love that um, regardless, but I, I'd, I'd much rather Stafford be in for me to go that way. Kirkwood's right, though. Like, Detroit wants to also run the ball, so this could be – I mean, they're both a slower-paced offense, so this could be an ugly, ugly game. Um, but it's like in the Dome, too, so that gives mm-hmm. us – you know Cardi's going to love that. Yeah, but Atlanta, better Dome game this weekend, I think. Um, all right, do we uh, – anybody we miss? Any low-owned plays? Any? Um, I'd like to just, you know – Put it down. I mean, uh, Pittsburgh is going to have. I mean, we like James Conner, but like somebody's going to have like a fifty-yard TD in this game against Dallas. Yeah, I think I'm at least one. I had like a double plan for both wide receivers of Mooney and John Brown. Like you obviously hit up a lot of John Brown, um, but Mooney, Mooney's my guy this week. I'm going to have a ton of shares across the industry of him. So, um, and then like I know I kind of touched on it a little bit, but Jacksonville coming off the bye. Um, I'm going to have plenty of uh, shares of the Houston uh, stack and have been having issues with uh, what guy to bring it back with Jacksonville. But I think with a bye week, they get LaVisca Chenault uh, more involved in this offense with the rookie quarterback coming in play. So I like him in a lot of underneath routes, possible carries, um, short dump off, stuff like that. Just getting unique with LaVisca. Yeah, I'm using a lot of those stacks too. I talked about Watson, you know, I'm big on him this week. So, but, you know, instead of James Robinson and all those lineups, which everybody's doing, I do like uh, LaVisca the most. And I wouldn't even mind some Keelan Cole actually at 4,000. He's another guy that can just break a game open right quick. And all of a sudden he's at 20, 25 fantasy points at 4K and you're laughing. And, and I like your Mooney call. I'm with you on that one as well. Uh, one more guy that I'll throw out there is, uh, Deon- I mean, we kind of touched on Deion Shed. Deontay Johnson, but I, I think he kind of truly is the, the alpha or the most, I don't know, like just like he's there every week. Now this is a guy that's risky though with in-game injuries, but I mean, against Dallas, uh, this is just a spot where I think he could smash. And, you know, the, the big thing is like the second half, how, how many uh, passes are they going to even have to do? Right. Cause Pittsburgh can just dominate with their offense line versus D line. So I, I don't know. Uh, but I do want to have some shares of Deontay for sure. So I was saying that, like, I was just saying, like, we, we, we like Connor, but like one of these Pittsburgh receivers is definitely going to get at least one, like nice touchdown, like whether it's Claypool Johnson or Juju, like, cause mm-hmm. it's just, cause this Dallas D is trash. Um, I just don't know which one. Yeah, Claypool I, still looks really good, man. I, I, you know, I thought we were chasing there for a little bit, but the more I watch him and just how good he is, it's pretty incredible. And he's a, he's huge, man. He's like another DK out there. Like he's just collecting balls because he's the Canadian. He's the number one Canadian wide receiver in wow. the NFL. Kirkwood. So he's out of boy. the mouth out of the mouth of the number one Canadian <laughs> DFS player. Exactly. Here. Sounds like some correlation to me. Yeah, Bang. gotta get on right it. there, right there. All right, tight end. Let's uh, let's get it going over there. Um, Darren Waller, uh, Travis Kelsey are the two uh, top guys, and you know deservedly so. I mean, it's just targets, right? Like Kelsey, sixty-seven targets on the season, forty-eight receptions, six touchdowns, massive red zone threat, right? So like he's the high. You're getting so he's like the wide receiver one, right? So it's a it's between him or uh, Tyreek for their, your wide receiver one for the, the Chiefs. So uh, and you get to play him at tight end. There's Darren Waller, who's 64, uh, 62 targets on the season, 45 receptions, um, 
in not as many yards. Certainly, you know, he gets a lot of that uh, lower ADOT stuff. Um, three touchdowns on the season. Uh, in a in in what is a game that we got all of us kind of agree that is likely to pop off. So um, Waller saves you a little bit of money off of Kelsey. So those are like the two wide receiver ones you get to play at the tight end position. From there, we've got other guys like Noah Font um, for game script against Atlanta. Um, and uh, who else? Uh, Hayden Hurst in that same game on the other side could potentially get interesting. TJ Hawkinson, maybe um, because of uh, Galladay out. Uh, Evan Ingram is a, a guy that's, you know, he's Finally getting a, playable. Um, I mean, I've, I've always liked him. Like, and so I just, I, I've taken it on the chin when he's had bad weeks and whatnot, but um, he's averaged 11 touches, you know, cause he's gotten a couple of rush, rushes um, in the last couple of last over the last two games. So, um, and uh Washington, uh, one of the ways to attack them is with the, the tight ends and because uh, they have this that really good front. And so uh, you can get some get you want to get rid of the ball quickly. Um, so they could utilize Ingram in that in that way. Um, and uh, he had a pretty good game the other night. He hasn't found the t- end zone at all this season. But like, you know, that he's going to. Um, so, you know, he's, his quarterback is not very good. But uh Forty-three hundred. I like that. Um, Jaseki kind of interests me. Like I know the narrative of he's bad. Plus, like Fitz is gone, and so there's like not a Tua. You got to worry about like not having uh, excellent quarterback play. But like you get so many plays against Arizona. Um, I don't know. I just have this like sneaky feeling that he's going to have a big game this week. Um, I don't know. What do you? Who are you guys, like, keying in on? I think with the top two guys, I lean towards playing more Waller than Kelsey. Um, but, I mean, obviously don't hate Kelsey. Probably only have Kelsey in, in uh, skinny stacks there. Um, yeah, the the 4K range is, I think, the the interesting part for me. It's the, the Noah Fant um, in uh, spots where I want to have a lot of game stacks. And then uh, Hidden Hurst, I think – I think my ownership of Hannah to hers uh, will depend on the injury status uh, there. So I don't know. I, I like Hayden Hurst a lot um, just because, I, again, this is the game that I want to stack up the most um, just based upon uh, ownership and everything. So um, Hunter Henry, I think, is okay. Like, um, you know, in, in – um, kind of weird like I feel like you could probably get away with a, a two tight end stack in that game you know playing a Waller Henry could be su- I mean it's going to be super unique so um, I don't hate it and um, I don't know uh, if I'm going dirt cheap probably Irv Smith uh, at 2900 so if, if they have to throw the ball like I expect Irv Smith to uh, really uh, run, have to run quite a bit of routes and he's been there they, they only threw the ball 14 times last week um, but the weeks before that he had uh five targets and five targets. So um, probably not going outside of that. It, oh, I got to throw out Mark Andrews price at 4,800. Uh, Tambo, what do you do about your Baltimore guy here? Uh, Andrews at 4,800. Yeah, no, I don't love him this week. Like I said, I just think it's Marquise Brown week. So, you know, that's what I'm sticking with. If he's, I don't even know if he's going to get popular, but it feels like people are talking about him. It's going to get more steam by the end of the week. So uh, I was with you on Henry though, when you were there at 4,000 straight, that's sort of the, I like the opposite side of games and, 
You've got Waller, who I, everybody loves, and I like him as well, but, and I mentioned him with Carr. To be different with him, I like putting him with Carr. Even though that's the natural stack, most people are using Waller as the bring back for the Herbert lineups. So that's just one way to flip it. I do also like Henry, though, because people forget, but the Raiders used to be this funnel. And even it was just a couple weeks ago when Kelsey was lighting them up. And Henry's no, no Kelsey, but with a good quarterback, you know, like Herbert, who we talked about already, and everyone in on Allen, you could either skip Allen and go to Henry. You could double stack with Allen to get it outside the box a little bit further that, you know, people might not go that way and then go the other side with Jacobs or rugs or something like that. Or like you said, if you want to go double tight end, maybe it's a spot to do it. It, it definitely looks like they both have a great matchup here and people want to talk about them, but I, I do like Henry. I like Kelsey uh, that you mentioned. I like Noah Fant at 4,600, that Atlanta matchup we've been bullying all season long. Uh, you know, a lot of, like you mentioned, Judy talk. There's even, you know, Deshaun Hamilton last week did something. Um, you know, who else is there? Uh, Tim Patrick, if, if he's back, I think. So he is back. Yeah. So there's guys that are going to get mentioned over there. And then I was already mentioned this earlier, but I like, uh, I like Irv Smith at 2,900. I think that's a way to go. I guess the last one would be maybe Kirkwood, your thoughts. What about uh, Greg Olson or Will Disley for Seattle, just to get unique within that game. They're both really cheap though. And if you got the Tredavious white fears that everyone might have, you could go with like Lockett and Disley with with Russ and get out cheap and and have John Brown or Al, or um, Diggs on the other side. What what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I like Will Disley. So you know, Greg Olson is trending downwards, right? Like he, he sucks. Like did you watch him? Like like uh, he like grimaces on like trying to make a catch, like in in complete pain. It's like really really sad. So it's like the season's going on, and he's he's breaking down, which, which is to be expected, right? Like we didn't even think much of him coming into this season. Um, so Will, Will Disley has been uh, running more routes. Um, and so he's trending upwards, right? And so uh, uh, Olsen hit the injury report uh, this week. Um, limited practice on Thursday, I believe. Is that correct? I think that's correct. Um, anyways, uh, so uh, I can get behind a cheap Disley for sure for 2,700, but like you're reaching, right? Like with any of these guys, but like, um, and then who was the other one? Did you say someone else? We were talking about Irv Smith down there. I'm not sure if you like him, but yeah, you know, I can't, I mean the, so the pro, I mean, it, it could happen, right? Like it could always happen, but like, I look, I just think like there's only so much opportunity against like Detroit and you get, and you've got Cook back, who's going to just, you know, you know, they're a run first team. And then you've got Jefferson, who's emerged, and you've got Thielen. It's like, yeah. it's the, more, just, the more I look at it, I think like the thousand dollars, I know that's a lot of money in the general grand scheme of things. But when you spend that thousand bucks, you get a Hunter Henry, a Hayden Hurst, a little bit more gets you a Noah Fant, like pick up some upside. Don't, you don't have to completely drop down. I don't think it's like Irv is like a slam dunk down there at that price. Disley, I only really like down there because of the stacks that you can make up with it. But I guess that would be the same argument for Smith. I just know we've seen Disley have a few good games in the past. And you mentioned the Greg Olson stuff. It kind of makes sense. Um, yeah. Tight end's kind of gross, except for those kind of higher end options. So I don't know. I mean, you can play any of these guys, but whatever. Curious, like uh, if Ridley, if Ridley's out, who would be the guy that you think benefits the most? Maybe Gage. 
Maybe Russell Gage could be could be could be Hurst. It could be. I mean, it's Julio, but it could be Julio Hurst. Didn't we didn't we say like that? Olmides is kind of behind Julio, and then um, who's the other guy that's kind of behind? Uh, there's Christian Blake and there's Russell. Yeah, and Gage. Blake. Yep, and Blake is behind. So Blake runs the routes, but I don't know. Like Hayden Hurst seems to be like a, another great option because Julio it seems like always is double coverage in the red zone, right? So. Maybe well, Hurst gets them. like he never gets anything extra. He does, like if you look at his numbers even and across the season, he's no matter who's in or out, he's sort of just always the same role. So I don't see it's not that he's a bad play. He's forty one hundred. I think it's a good price. I think it's a fair. Like I just talked about with the upside you get from going up from a guy like Irv Smith. So I really wouldn't use Irv or Disley outside of those game stacks. But I'm saying if you go up to hurt, like it's I really do, I like your call better on like a Blake and risk it or like a Gage where he's a little bit overpriced. I would rather take a shot with one of those guys to get unique than I would just play a, a standard Hayden Hurst play. Cause yeah, I've been, I've been stacking this game every which way. So I don't mind Hurst. Um, seven targets, seven targets last game, Ridley out. Um, you know, he just got to like, it's like, there's a lot of variance there with the end zone, but if you can, if you can get that kind of production and find the end zone, then he could, he could, that's a smash. Right. Yeah, definitely play him. I, I just say like, I don't think we were talking about whose role changes because this, sure. I don't think his role changes at all. I think he just does what he normally does. And that's why he's a decent play at 4,100. I like your Blake call though at 3,000. Like I said, I think that's another guy you're looking for a cheap wide receiver. If he ends up getting seven or eight targets here, you know, it's just like when Olamidi got the, the game after uh, Julio was out and everyone was like, who is this guy? It was, it's too late. You already missed the boat, right? It's already gone. Right. Yep. I, I like that call. Stacks, uh, yeah. yeah. Take it. Let's uh, let's take it home with some stacks. Um, okay, I'll I'll throw out the just the Denver Atlanta stack. I'll just do a uh, a Drew Lock to Jerry Judy, um, and Noah Fant, and then I'll bring it back with Julio. So, um, all those guys I think we have basically at ten percent or less uh, ownership. So after that, you're gonna be pretty unique with that stack i think you can go somewhat chalky with the rest of your team um i mean mine the easy one for me it's probably going to be chalky uh josh allen to john brown just because of price with tyler lockett um and trying to think of a lower owned one i mean i i like chalking i like mahomes again uh i don't know how chalky mahomes is going to be I don't think it's chalky as you think. Yeah. Like you said, you yeah. mentioned it earlier, but having all these quarterbacks back on the slate, look, I'm looking at it here. It's Murray, it's Wilson, it's Watson, it's Allen, it's Lamar, it's Herbert. Listen to all these guys. And then some value plays like, like uh, Brett mentioned there with Drew Locke and guys down there, even Carr. So I like, uh, I like your call with Mahomes, but who are you putting them with? What's your favorite stack? Tyreek, man. Break the slate. There you go. And uh, you bring it back with, with, uh, you bring it back with McCaffrey or Curtis Samuel. Gadget, gadget guy, Curtis, Curtis Samuel. Yeah. Is that, is no, it, I mean, is no that your favorite? Gonna, no, no one's going to play him. Is that your favorite stack on the, like that game environment? That's, that's where you. I, I, I what's not to like about mm -hmm. a 31 point. Uh, I just think it's the goal. ownership of the KC guys coming off of like their, 
they're I monsters. Think they're get, I don't think they're going to get ownership. I think we just, mm-hmm. at least Tambo and I don't think they're going to get much ownership. I don't think as much as what everybody else thinks. There's yeah. just too many other ways to go. It really gets dispersed. Uh, you know, it's kind of like I, I was talking about a PGA when you got a big event with all these good players, the ownership just gets dispersed enough. It's not like last week where it was so congested. It's sure. going to be the same thing here. So yes, they'll all have a number on them that's, you know, fairly shared, shared across the board, but it's not something that I would really shy away from too much in, in many, many spots. We don't see the 40% owned guy or the 30% owned um, outside of running back, but even then it's, pretty dispersed as of yep. right now so i mean at rg we don't have a guy over 20 percent right now and i, I kind of right. kind of right there with you um all right uh, i think that's uh, enough oh i got i got mine yeah, i mean sorry, I'm I was... herbert herbert like i, I don't i mean yeah no, her yeah, I'm on, I'm on Watson, choppy. Fuller, Watson, Fuller, LaVisca. I like that one. You can mix in Cooks as well. Mix in Robinson if you want. And then uh, Herbert, you talked about, I already mentioned, uh, I like Allen and Henry. And then bring it back on the other side with a guy like Ruggs. Uh, I'm good with that. And then Mahomes, we're just sticking to it. That's our, that's our story, and we're sticking to it. Just use them with whoever you want. Especially if Watkins is out, Hardman, um, Robinson, Kelsey, Hill, all those guys are in the mix there and you've got cmc who we talked about being overlooked on the other side robbie anderson and you'll probably get there with that fish play curtis samuel but i'll, I'll stick with the other guys i don't want to see that happen i promise no you that. that's that's the way to the, the the fish play is the way to get completely different yeah um, exactly i think and, also uh, and he's like he's he's good like he's there's so many different ways to use that guy like it just makes sense so especially with the way that uh um the uh, Chiefs have been playing against the pass. It's like they're like Moore and Robbie Anderson are no gimmies in this game, even though they're going to be extremely popular. Mm-hmm. Um, just one thing that I would uh, want to throw out there too in the Seattle Buffalo stacks. Um, you guys were talking about the tight ends a little bit, uh, but David Moore, I think, is a great cheap piece. Um, if you're in belief that DK uh, Metcalf kind of gets, you know, that shadow treatment by Tredavious and kind of gets shut down. I think David Moore can definitely have uh, a few monster catches in that game. He's uh, 3,100 on DK. All right. Uh, so that should be a wrap. Um, oh, is the election over now? I mean, man, what a tough scene for all these Trumpers out there, huh? <laughs> Let's not they get can't, they can't. They can't take an L. Um, <laughs> it's true, man. And, uh, so I want to give a shout out to my boy Zaz, uh, and, uh, who's been with me for the election. Um, and, uh, I just wanted to close this, the show out with, uh, making sure if Hollywood Brown goes off and Hollywood Gra- uh, Brown hits those overs on those props, give my boy, uh, Justin a follow at RIP JKS, um, big time sports better, uh, huge actually, uh, really sharp guy. Um, all right. Any final words for you guys? No, I like it. It's all good. All right. It's been the RG DFS Tournament Takes podcast, and we'll catch you next week.